And so as we look into the scripture, we see sin, it thrills. There's pleasure in sin for a season. Think about David. Man, he was supposed to be at war, supposed to be fighting the battle. And then he met this lady named Sheba who was taking a bath. I guess that's how she got her name, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Bathsheba, taking a bath. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't go to the Hebrew or the Greek on that. Of course, it wouldn't have been in the Greek, but in the Hebrew. But I was like, well, Bathsheba, she's taking a bath. And he liked Sheba who was taking a bath. And you know what? David was supposed to be out in war. So he looks at Bathsheba, and he's like, man, rubber ducky, I want to go take a bath too with Sheba. No, he wanted, to, he wanted a little bit of Bathsheba. You know what I mean? So he was looking, he saw what he liked. And so next thing you know, he's like, here we go. Get the rubber duckies. We're going to go take a bath with her. So uh, he went and did his thing, right? He liked her a lot. And then he decided, you know what? Uriah's a good soldier, but he's disposable. Because my adulterous affair with Bathsheba is more important than his life. Hmm. Let me see here. Commit murder so that you can cover up adultery. Does that sound reasonable? And David was a man after God's own heart. Oh, do you mean that could happen to me? Yeah. That's why this message is so important. Because no doubt in this room, many of us, we look, right? And we see someone who would uh, meet my emotional needs a little bit more than my husband. Or we see a woman that's just so good looking, she's worth it. Or maybe we, we just feel like we're right, man. And I'm going to stand upon what I believe because I'm right. And you're wrong. And my opinion is more important than your opinion. I'll take a stand no matter what. See what I'm saying? Sin has a crazy way to work on us in so many different areas of our life. And you know what? Sin is... Missing the mark. It's choosing to do wrong. And the Holy Spirit of God's job is to come and to convict us. And he's convicting all the time. We feel that guilt, right? But sometimes we like the pleasure of sin more than that guilt. Think about Achan. You know, he was told, they were all told, don't take anything. Man, Achan saw those Babylonish garments. He saw, saw that gold and that silver. Man, he's like, my future, my future for my family. I need this money really bad. And uh, Joshua said no. God said no. And man, those garments and that, that money, that gold, that silver, it meant more to him than doing what was right. And you know what? He decided, man, I'm going to go ahead and take it. I know it's not mine. I know I'm not supposed to, but I'm giving in. And guess what happened? He got found out, right? David, man, I want that woman so bad. I'm going to go ahead and put Uriah in the hottest fire. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to take his wife. She's going to be mine forever. We're going to take a bath together forever. My woman. Oh, no. Oh, no. Adam and Eve. You know the story, right? Pleasure, sin, for season. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You see, sin has a way to progress. It starts with thrilling you. And you know what? Hey, I make a mistake once in a while. Yeah, I got some secret faults. I know I'm struggling with this and nobody knows about it. 
yeah, and I know this becoming a bad habit and it's starting to control me every time I think, I think about that and I shouldn't be, or every time I go to the computer, I have to see that or I just can't get, can't get rid of the computer. I, I mean, I've, I've just got to fulfill this, this itch. Man, there's this drug, man, I've got to have it, man. I've got to smoke some weed or some bud. I need to have it to get through it. I can't handle the pressures, man. I've got to go get me a drink, man. I've got to have this in my system because I can't handle the troubles and the issues of the day. And we want, we covet, we lust. And what does the Bible say in James chapter 1? James chapter 1. It says, but every man is tempted when he is, and this is verse 14 and 15. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. God doesn't make any of us sin. It's our own sinful nature. And you know what? When you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside. So you have your sinful nature and then you've got, like, the Holy Spirit of God inside, and there's this war, like, the angel on one side and the angel on the other side, and it's like, oh, I want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I do it, I don't want to do it, yeah, and there's that battle going on all the time, right? And so inside, you've got this battle going on, and we need help and wisdom helping this battle. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived... It bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. You know what? There's that progression. It starts out as a desire, a covetousness, a lust, and then that lust's ultimate goal is to just do it, to sin. And then sin, once you do it, its job is to take you for everything you're worth. Its job, sin's job, is to destroy your marriage. Sin's job is to destroy your life. Sin's mission statement is to take you out forever. That's what its mission is, and we've got to stop it. We've got to put some things in place to stop it. You see, sin thrills, but not only does it thrill, it steals. Have you ever, uh, anybody ever steal anything from you? Anybody Anybody ever got anything stolen from you? Yeah, I was outside the Atlanta Braves game. My buddy, David, he had a big white truck. Come out of the Braves game, his big white truck's gone. <laughs> I was like, we're right in front of the stadium. And sure enough, man, security's like, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It's a big white truck. And we parked like four parking spaces in right in front of the stadium. It was gone. I don't know what happened. It got stolen. You know what I'm saying? I remember whenever I was a kid, I had this bike it was beautiful gorgeous it was a huffy remember huffies i like huffies of course my parents couldn't spend much money but i loved huffy the reason why i liked it was yellow and blue and it had yellow mags and mag rims were in you know what i'm saying you were cool if you had mag rims and um if you don't know what mag rims are google it i don't know but uh Cool bike. I loved it. I rode it every day. That's what I would do. Ride my bike as a kid growing up. I loved my bike. One day I came home from school and guess what? Man, I went around my house like five times, maybe 10 times. I even looked underneath the I was like, where's my bike? Where's my bike? Where's my bike? Went to the neighbor's house, went around their house about five times. Where's my bike? Where's my bike? My bike was gone. My parents told me, Jim, or really Jimbo, they said, Jimbo, you need to go, you need to put your bike in the backyard and put it in the shed. Guess what I would do? I was too lazy. So I put my bike always right beside the Canterbury tree. 
and I'd sit it right there, and I'd come home and be ready to go. One day I came home, and that bike was gone. And it didn't feel too good as a little kid to take my bike. You know what I mean? I was mad. I was ticked. It doesn't feel good when things get stolen from you, does it? Do you know sin steals from us every day? David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. That was Psalms 51. He committed adultery with Bathsheba, and guess what he lost? His joy. You know what sin wants to do? It wants to destroy your heart and keep you from loving people. Men, sin, pornography, it wants to take your heart from your wife. Women, the bachelor, your husband ain't never going to be able to afford a million-dollar date in a bachelor show. I'm going to tell you, that's dreamland. I think that's one of the reasons why my wife left me 10 years ago, because she was loved the bachelor, and I didn't have enough money to do, be the bachelor. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't do it. If you, can't, you can't fly in helicopters all the time. I mean, and where are you going to go anyway? Women, we can only do so much. Like, forgive us. So that's what I'm saying. Even women, don't let it steal love for your husband because he can't fly in helicopter everywhere. You see what I mean? And sometimes I'm going to be honest with you. People can read books and dream. Oh, if he would only do that, if he would get on his horse, they're going to pick me up and take me to Walmart. I would have so much fun. I mean, oh, I love, I want a hero. I want a hero. Never mind. We're not going there, but I'm telling you. So you see what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you a little secret about marriage, right? And I don't know a lot. That person you committed your life to, there's not another soul in this world who will ever love you like they can. Not another one, so quit looking. Not another one, men. Go ahead and get it out. Hey, your love life will get a lot better if you get your eyes off of that stuff. Keep your eyes fixed on your woman. Oh, yeah. You talking about getting hot? It'll be right. But if you have other things come into your life, it'll steal your joy. Come on. Protect the marriage bed, buddy. Keep the honey in the honeymoon and let the honeymoon glow. You know what I'm saying? No one's going to love you more than that person beside you. You got it? I'm going to tell you. The bachelor can't help you when you're around there. No, women. That man, he might smell. Tell him to take a shower. <laughs> man, he's got issues. Man, get right with God. Then come see me. Let's go pray before we uh, get together. God loves you, right? The sin wants to destroy you, though. If you don't protect your marriage, you don't protect your heart, the Bible says keep your heart with all diligence, man. Buddy, I'm going to tell you what. I've got a few things in my house. You come to my house and you try to steal something from me, I got something waiting for you, and I'm going to put it right where you want it. So come on over, and I'm going to give it to you right where you want it. Y'all got me? Bible says keep your heart with all diligence. Your most valuable part of your being is your heart and your mind. And when you let this enemy take that heart and mind, you're losing. He is whooping you. Bible says your sins have withholding good things from you. What's the context of that passage, Jim? Well, Jeremiah 5.25, your iniquities have turned away these things. Turned away what things? Turned away the rain, which turns away the harvest. God, we're hungry. We need some food. We need to harvest Man, I need some Mickey D's. God, help me. I'm hungry. I need some Arby's. 
Oh, your sins have withholding these things from you. What sins? Verse 7, context. How shall I pardon for this? Thy children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods. When I had fed them to the full, man, I've given you all that you've got. I've fed you so much. He's talking to the children of Israel. He says, they then committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlot's houses. So God said, I gave you everything. It didn't work that way. So guess what? I'm going to withhold some good things from you. Maybe that'll get your attention. I, I can be honest here. Sin has withholding some good things from me. Yeah. Yeah. A- anger is a thief. And it steals the moment. When it's gone, it just hurts. And you feel like you've just been robbed. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Sin, it'll thrill you, but it'll steal from you. And sin is the greatest thief that you have in your life. Psalm 84, 11, for the Lord God is a sun shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. <laughs> you see, Jim, sin, sin is a thief. It's taken from me. Well, you know what? Good news about God is he's loving and he's forgiving. And at any second, you can come to him and you can say, God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm tired of getting whipped up by the devil and the world and the flesh, and sin. I want to be right with you. I want your happiness. I want to, to my heart to have full of joy. I want it to be full of joy, God. I want that time when I accepted Christ, I want to feel that excitement again. You can have it. You know what? Sin not only uh, thrills you and it steals from you, but its ultimate destination, its ultimate job is it kills. Lust, brings forth sin, and sin brings forth death. You see, it wants to just control you and take so much of your life, but ultimately, those sins in our life want to kill us and want to kill us early. I remember whenever I was in Bible college, there was a young man that went to our college. He was a friend of mine. He cut my hair. I knew him very well. He was one of the basketball players he was the coolest dude on earth, loved him to death. Smooth, cool personality. Everybody and their mother liked him. And all the girls liked him, thought he was a great-looking guy and so on and so forth. But this guy loved to ride his motorcycle. And his parents told him, we don't want you getting that bike. We don't want you to get it. And he did it without his parents' permission. He felt like he was in college. He can do his own thing. He's a grown man. But he went against what his mom and dad wanted him to do. And literally just said, no, I'm doing it my way. So he got this motorcycle, one of these crotch rockets that go 140, 160 miles per hour, whatever they go. And he used to like to go from Pensacola to Mobile 
And he would see how fast he could get the mobile every, every time he had class over a mobile at the sports academy. And he would ride his bike so fast, and eventually police would start chasing him. And it became a game to him. And he would see how fast he could beat, or how many police cars he could beat, and he would beat them. And he would be able to go so fast that he could hide from them. Well, this one day, this lady, just lady's driving her car, and he's out driving as fast as he can. This lady pulls out in front of him. The motorcycle hits the car. His body flies off the motorcycle, hits a telephone pole, and he's gone. A friend of mine. His dad came to our class, Preacher Boy's class, and he said, I just want you all to know that as his father, I believe my son committed a sin unto death. We told him, do not get that motorcycle. And then we found out what he was doing that motorcycle. And he kept doing it and doing it and doing it. He loved the thrill, but ended up taking his life. I'll never forget that. I wonder where you're at today. Is there a sin that you've allowed to grow? It was a mistake, but then you began to give into it and you liked it. And I'm not just talking about lust. Oh, I'm talking about bitterness. I'm talking about anger. I'm talking about impatience. There's a lot of sins besides just good old lust that can take us out. Where are we at? You know what? Its ultimate destination is to, to kill you. I think about the Bible. It talks about the sin unto death. I'll read this passage, 1 John 5, 16 through 17. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. So there's the sins that we do, and it's not necessarily going to destroy us or kill us. But there are some sins that can end up taking your life. If someday I ever get married... Again, I've been waiting 10 years, as I proclaim every time I preach. <laughs> I got news for you if you try to mess with my wife. I'm going to take you out. I'll spend eternity in jail. Don't mess with my woman. You know what I'm talking about? Adultery. That's a sin. You can go ahead and you go down that road and see how close you come to death. Because jealousy is the rage of a man. You know what I mean? And you mess with my woman, I'm going to make it public. Y'all in trouble. You in trouble. I got your number. I'm coming to see you. We're going to talk. I'm going to let something else talk. And I'm going to go to jail. There you go. It's right there. But adultery will get you close to death, right? It sure will. You know what? You get out here and you go across the whatever five, three-mile bridge, ten-mile bridge, and you go 100 miles per hour, you might go swimming. And you might get close to death, right? That's why we have laws in the land. And that's why God has his work. So it's important to know that sin not only thrills you and it steals from you, but it can kill you. But sin always, and here's the last one, sin always deals. You ever thought you covered something up? 
Yeah, I think I've done that a time or two where I've done some things and I thought I covered it up. The Bible says, he that covereth the sins shall not prosper, shall not go forward for God, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. And you know what? The Bible says in Numbers 32, 23, but if he will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sins will find you out. You see, mom and dad ain't always going to find us out. Our wives or husbands aren't always necessarily going to find us out. But the truth be known, your sin will find you out. So what do we do? We're in this battle, and we need help. Anybody else in that battle? Anybody else with that daily temptation? Man, those thoughts of anger, impatience. Man, go find somebody else and make me happy. Anybody else there? What do we do? Man, I think about David once again. Man, he tried to cover it up. He tried to cover up his sin with Bathsheba. He sort of did all his deed, and he went about his business, and guess what it took? It took a prophet of God to point his finger his long, bony finger at David. Nathan the prophet was man enough to say, David, thou art the man. I've learned one thing about life. God will get my attention through his goodness, his wonders, or he'll get my attention through, um, you know, through his wrath, you know. God knows how to get man's attention. And God knows how to uh, love us, doesn't he? Enough to chasten us, to correct us, to help us. This is not a message that's mean. It's a message of God loves us and he wants us to win against sin. And he wants us to realize that sin is so attractive sometimes. And it's so thrilling. But it is your worst enemy. And its job is to steal from you the joys of life and the joy inside your soul. His job is to destroy your marriage. His job is to destroy your family. His job is to destroy the work that you're supposed to do on this earth. You see, sin, it wants to ultimately destroy you. So how do we handle this? And I'll tell you what, when Nathan the prophet came to David, the reason why God continued to say he was this man after his God's own heart is that God was there to forgive David. And when he pointed out the sin, he said in Psalm 51, he said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. He says, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before thee. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt help me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Oh, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh, God, thou will not despise. 
David committed these terrible sins. But what did he do so well? He humbly came to God and he got right. He got right. I'm going to confess it. We confess our sins. He is faithful. That means every time we sin. Guess what? We're going to battle sin the rest of our life, right? Problem is when you quit confessing. Oh, but that doesn't give us room to do sin. Oh, Bible says, Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how should we that are dead to sin? Hold on a second. Oh, 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 it just went across the wire. Fox News alert. You see those Fox News alerts all the time? You know what I'm saying? This is across the wire. We'd be dead to sin. We don't have to give in. Sin is because we choose, but we don't have to give in. We can say no. James tells us later on, he says, he says all this stuff, but in James chapter 4 later on, he says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Woo! Take that one, big guy. How do you have power over Satan and all of his forces? You say, See you. Peace. Turn your back. I'm done. I'm done. The Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. If we continue to entertain sin in our heart, God will not hear, hear me. Oh, man, do we love our sin more than our joy? Do we love our sin more than our family and that relationship with our spouse? Oh, do we love our sin? I'm going to tell you what, with God's help, let this message help you today. Always remember, sin thrills, but it steals, it kills, and it will always do. As you give in to sin, consequences come. I say that as a 40-year-old man. God, help me. Help me daily to combat sin in my life. Help me to say no to pornography. Help me to say no to anger. Help me to say no to impatience. Help me to love people with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. God, help me to make a difference in this world. God, help me to love you with all that I have. God, help me to be the man you want me to be, God. God, help me to see that I've got one life to live, and it might be tomorrow. It might be 70, 80 years, but God, I got one life, and then I spend eternity with you, God. Eternity. I got one chance at this earth to make an impact. I got one chance. And I got good news for you. It don't matter what you've done. David adultery, David murder. David confessed and got right with God, and God forgave him. Oh, man, probably didn't forgive him. Oh, no. God to forgive. He promises in his word, you can be clean today as if you've never sinned at all. Oh, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Oh, he's cast our sin into the deepest part of the sea. Man has been to the moon, but he's still never been to the deepest part of the sea. 